Uh, welcome everybody. Uh, if you'd like to take your seat, well, um, thank you for coming this morning. Um, my name is Timana. And my name is Elijah, and we'd like to welcome you this morning to church. Now, if you're new or visiting, we have a visitor's lounge in the corner. We have some lovely leaders who would like to get to know you and offer you a drink or a coffee. We'd love to get to know you. Um, this week is Maori Language Week, and um, to commemorate Maori Language Week, we want to teach you a word. And the word of today is... Kotahi Tanga. Kotahi Tanga. Now, Tamana, what does Kotahi Tanga mean? What does it mean, Elijah? Okay. So, Kotahi Tanga means unity. So, unity for me, it means we all unite, we, we all come under God, and we all move as one family. Amen. At Bay City, we also like to celebrate birthdays. So if you've had a birthday, um, please raise your hand and we'd like to give you a chocolate. Yeah, don't be shy. Don't be shy. So if you've had a birthday throughout the week, raise your hand. Any birthdays? Lizzo. Oh, oh one down the back. We also love to celebrate wedding anniversaries. So if you've had a wedding anniversary throughout the week, just raise your hand and our chocolate runners will deliver you a chocolate. Oh, how many years? 32. Two, Mickey. Awesome. We also like to um, say a special welcome to our online congregation. Yes, yeah. online congregation, you are the best. Thank you for tuning in. Let's put it together for our young people that went to Taiwan. I want to thank so many of you for your love and affection and for encouraging them. Thank you so much for blessing them, for your financial support and for all that you've done and for the parents. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Look at these fine people. You guys have a good time? What's happening, Kathy? Wow. Let me just say, um, like Pastor Dave said, thank you so much. Uh, church family, parents, thank you for entrusting them to us. Um, they have come home even more changed and more on fire and more ready to serve the house and God's kingdom. And um, uh, they're a great bunch. And uh, we're shortly, just really soon, we're going to show you a snippet of what happened in Taiwan. And it, um, it captures some of it. And what you don't see, um, they're about to share with you. And they went to a conference and all of them stepped out of their zone and just left it to God. And they prayed. Um, Non-English speaking, they were just communicating, praying, laying hands on we had oh, thousands in the conference, and it was awesome just to see, even in other churches that we visited, um, we found a new home over there, more than one, and um, like I say, they are eager to share with you everything. Um, uh, they've only got a short time, but they're going to try and, you know, catch up with them afterwards uh, if you want to know more, but to get through them all, we've had to limit what they can say, but they, they walk it and they talk it daily, so... Um, you know, be encouraged by them. They are, they're going to grow you. They're going to challenge you. And um, again, thank you so much, church. Thank you. So they're just going to pop down on their knees and turn around. And we're just going to quickly see um, just a snippet of what's happened. 456 at the New Zealand Airport on the Airport.
Kia ora everybody, we're here at the um, Supernatural Conference here in Taiwan. We're excited, we live. Let's go. Hello everybody, um, as you saw, so, um, we all went on the experience to Taiwan and um, first off with, uh, what I would like to say was a big massive thank you for everyone who sponsored, not only me but ever, everyone who um, went on this trip and um, I really do appreciate it and um, it was a trip of a lifetime. So um, one thing that I um, received from Taiwan was um, the hunger they had for God and um, on the first night of the conference, I had the um, blessing to be able to sit in the front row with all the pastors. And um, yes, yeah, so that was a massive blessing for me. But um, also it was during the worship that really touched me. I had, um, I just looked around the stadium and all I saw was hands lifted high. There was, there was not a single person sitting down and not praising God. And that really opened my eyes to see that you didn't have to be in the front to be able to lift your hands and praise God. All you had to do is just have your heart open and to believe in Him. And um, also one last thing that I um, received from God was um, that I would lead my family. So for me, that would mean I would have to, um, I would have to be put God first and trust Him in everything that I do. And um, I'd like to thank you, thank the leaders for um, inviting me on this trip. It was a life changer. Now, thank you. Hi, my name is Machi. I'm 18, and what impacted me the most in Taiwan was the people in Taiwan are so hungry for God. From little kids to the old, no matter where they were, everyone from front to back were all praising God. And it really touched me, and I saw little kids at the front going hard for God, and man, like made me want to cry, eh? But yeah. But what changed me coming back was the hunger in Taiwan for God. It was like on another level. I've never, never experienced or felt anything like that before. What I experienced over in Taiwan, I choose to bring it back so I can help the people around me. Thanks. Hey church, uh, my name's Dean. And I wanna tell you a little something about like, what, what I got on this trip. So on this trip, God really opened my eyes. God really opened my eyes to what, to what He wants me to do in the future. God told me that I need to start putting down all my distractions. And it started with me putting away gaming. Gaming consumed my life and it influenced my life for the worse. So I stopped gaming and I filled this time with prayer. And now I feel so much better. But now I live a life full of God and full of His presence. I'm Aaliyah and I'm 16 years old. Being in Taiwan not only impacted me physically, but emotionally. Um, God's changed my perspective on people and just seeing everyone in Taiwan be so generous and loving taught me not to take anyone or anything for granted. <laughs> I wanna be as accepting and loving as everyone as what they've showed me. And yeah. while in Taiwan, God spoke to me about things and something that stood stood out to me was God's promises and plans for my life. I may not know them now and I may not know all of them but um, 
just, I just need to put my faith towards him and just keep moving on. Thank you. Uh, kia ora, my name is Matthew, for those who don't know me. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit of my experiences. So while I was away, my heart was deeply challenged by when, how I, oh, when I saw the amount of people that wanted to be changed. Um, they, they wanted to make a difference in their own life. Um, you know, watching hundreds of people literally run to the front will be something that I'll never forget. And then God made me question myself. He, he needed me to ask myself this. What will it take to change or shift my own heart to make me want to run to God? And one reason why I decided to go on this trip was to grow. And I can testify today that God has grown in me in ways I could never have imagined. For example, I had the privilege to pray for so many people, for healing, for deliverance. And I also had an opportunity to, to share a message at a, at a youth service. You know, I just believe right now that it was only a small glimpse of what God has planned for me. But as for now, I don't want to lose that what I've caught. I don't want to lose this fire. So I choose to keep moving forward with a new perspective. Um, I choose to make God the center of everything I do, and I choose to fight a good fight. Um, my challenge to you now would be, are you willing to do the same? Thank you. Uh, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> So my, uh, my name is Trey, and I'm gonna. So I wanna say th um, thank you, everyone. That, my mum and dad that helped me get to Taiwan, and everyone that donated. So um, what changed me over there is that um, I can actually prophesy over people. And that, yeah. and that um, and that to step out with confidence, because God wants to use my heart. That is fine, and it. And then, um, and what imp impacted me was that the hunger over there is it's just amazing, and that to stay as my new person and not to go back and um, to use my time wisely with God. Thank you. Hi, church. My name's Adam. I'm 15. Uh, over in Taiwan, every day we just we had a worship time. We would just sing, worship, and like stay in God's presence. And I feel like that was the the time that I was most impacted. Um, I started stepping out and praising God and not being ashamed of anything. I kept standing up and doing things I've never done before. Like at one of the conferences, I prayed for many people for the first time. I prayed for healing over people's lives that have had illnesses throughout their body. I just, I just feel that God has opened up my heart and I'm doing more things that God wants me to do. And I'm believing that through this, God is gonna open up doors for me and that I'm gonna be a leader, not a future generation leader, a now leader. I felt that I shouldn't wait till I'm older to start doing things and leading the people. I, I felt that I should be doing it now. Thank you. Kia ora, my name is um, Te Mana Potiki. Um, something that was impacting was the hunger the community had for God. But what impacted me the most was the unity. Even though we were in an 11-hour plane flight from anything that looked familiar, when we came to the house, which was the house of God, I felt the presence. We felt the presence. We felt that we were home. The world is split up into many different cultures. They separate us into our cultural diversities and differences. Yet when we, come to, when we come together and pray in one, pray in God's language, we become unified. Unified not only as a family, but in his, in, as an army. This challenges me and displays that the meaning of ecclesia, which means the building is not the church, the people is the church. Because we're two or more gathered, God is in the midst. Thank you. Hi, my name's Jaden. Um, 
I was so impacted by the trip. Um, one of the things that impacted me the most was being in one of the youth meetings and, see, and hearing what the churches in Taipei are doing to reach young people. Yeah. I want to I thank Pastor Dave for opening the door for us. It was so inspiring to meet with leaders and ask questions, but also to see how the churches are committed to training young people and seeing their God-given potential come out. We saw so many young people on fire for God, and we got to hear a little bit about how the churches have built that up. And I'm so excited now because I believe that we can build something like that here. I believe that God is wanting to raise up a generation of young people who are on fire for Him, who are tired of religion and looking for a relationship, a generation of young people who are hungry to see His kingdom established on the earth. Thank you. I'm Jubilee, I'm 18, and something that really struck me from my time in Taiwan is that I saw with my own eyes that God wants to work through us all. There's no one too old or too young for God. I personally found that He wants to use me now, despite my age. He showed me that I can reach out, I can make a difference, I can impact people's lives, I can heal and I can preach. There are no age restrictions for God. He shifted something in my life and in my heart and gave me a renewed confidence and a hunger to reach out and make a difference. He showed me that I mustn't shy away and hide all the gifts that I've been given, but instead step out in courage and with confidence, because the plans He has for my life are greater than I could ever imagine. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, church. My name is Timothy. I'm 16, and in Taiwan, my life was deeply impacted. Um, one morning when we had our group worship and prayer, and um, Pastor Dave um, prophesied over my life. He saw me preaching into people's lives. And from that day on, I just, oh, because before that, I limited what God could do, what God could do in me, and I didn't believe I could preach. I didn't think I was good enough. But now, I believe I can speak healing into people's lives. I believe I'll bring a breakthrough in our church. I believe I'll bring a fire and an awakening in our community and region. And I believe that God, oh, that God brought me to this earth to preach, and that's what I'm going to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay, guys. Hi, my name is Georgia, and I'm 16. <laughs> uh, one thing that really inspired me on the trip was uh, seeing people's, how hungry they were to serve God. Uh, we had the amazing privilege to meet with an, a leading businessman in Taiwan, and he talked about how when you serve God with a spirit of excellence, it brings favor upon your life to influence the outside world. It was so impacting to see the fruit of that on their own church, how when they do that, they are reaching people, they're reaching famous people, they're reaching pop stars, they're reaching everyone. And uh, coming back, that was really uh, impacting for me because I want to be able to do that. I want us to be a church who reaches into the community, to reaches into the government. So moving forward, I'm coming back and I'm going to serve the best I can, not just on a Sunday, but every day. Yeah. Hey church, uh, I'm Boston, I'm 17 years old, and I, I'll just, I want to honor my parents quickly for um, not only blessing me with the trip, but um, praying for me and believing in me, it meant a lot. Um, but the biggest thing that impacted me with our time away was the passion to serve the kingdom. Um, the way the people held themselves, it really shocked me, and they placed God at the center of everything. It didn't matter how big the job was, they would put 110% in everything they did. They didn't serve for the praise, the recognition, or the rewards. They served to advance God's kingdom. They put God first in everything they did. Uh, we were very fortunate to um, have a workshop with a very successful man in Taiwan. Uh, he's a celebrity. Um, he said something that hit my heart. It was um, church calendar first. I was like, oh, church calendar first. Um, that meant no sporting event, no game, no, no anything no matter what the sacrifice was, no matter what the cost was, I'll be in the house serving God. Thank you. Hey guys, it's so good to be back here. So my name is Melody, and the biggest change that happened to me from my trip to Taiwan was just a, an expansion of my thinking and a whole, I had a whole new perspective. I had a new perspective on what my authority is as a believer and all I can do and be through union with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> For example, one morning during our group prayer time, I got the opportunity of praying for one of our Taiwanese hosts. I laid my hand on her and started speaking these words that made no sense to me. 
She then started crying, and I can remember in that moment feeling the presence of God so strongly in my left hand. After talking to her later on, I realized that I just prophesied something that she'd been going through, and that God had really touched me through that prayer, touched her through me in that prayer. This was one of the highlights of the trip for me, as it was the first time I've ever prophesied before. Coming back from the trip, all I can say is that I'm so hungry for God. I'm so hungry to do God's work and to bring change to our region and nation. I just want more, and a normal life will no longer satisfy me. I, wanted to f- I want to fulfill my true calling in God, where before I was aiming for here, now my eyes are set for up here. And I'm so expectant for what God will do, th- for what God will do through me and where he will take me as I put him first. Now I'm expecting more for myself. I'm expecting more for this church. I'm expecting more for our region and I'm expecting more for our country. Thank you. Come on, why don't we put it together for our young people? Proud of you guys. My favourite part was being able to share it with you. (laughs) Having breakfast together on the street, be able to share our hearts and just just talk and have fun together. The whole experience to be able to do it with you and that you could receive something. uh, Just what you just said right now was my most uh, exciting part. And uh, looking forward to many more experiences. We've got uh, many mission experiences, not just in our own streets here, but across the nations of the earth. So I want to encourage you to to start to prepare now because all of a sudden the green light will come on and then she's ready to go. Prepare now, put money aside, get your passport ready now. Don't wait, just get it ready. I want to just uh, share something what's, like I said, what I felt God has placed in my heart afresh. Um, I just, again, just freshly impacted during the week about uh, about why I live, um, why you know, my purpose on the earth. And I was looking at uh, some nice things the other day and I thought, gosh, it would be nice just to have those nice things and uh, just go and have a very peaceful life, sailing on a boat, enjoying the glory of God by myself. And Kate. Oh, you get seasick, eh? Oh. That's their idea gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plain. And uh, I just felt, no, because you know what, sometimes, and I'll speak to some people here today, I know that many want different ones, you're going through some challenges. Um, you know, becoming a Christian, you enter into the things of God, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. God's blessing me. But then all of a sudden, you, I don't know about you, but, I face some challenges, especially when you just put your hand up and say, yeah, Lord, I'll serve you. Uh, all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, what happened to the sparkly Christian thing? <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff coming up in the marriage and the finances and the job and uh, people of this and that. And you know what I'm talking about. And sometimes I felt actually life would be so much easier if I just did that and just went off and just what a nice sailing boat and put some worship music on and sat in the glory of the presence and the glory of Jesus Christ and the Bay of Islands. Uh, and have a Facebook ministry where I can block people that don't like my comments. Thumbs down, thumbs up. That kind of man. No, 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 no. Uh, this is what I felt the Lord just refreshed, spoken to my heart and why I exist, why I live and why we as a church exist. Interesting, it says here in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 uh, and verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the exceeding greatness of the power may be of God and not for ourselves. We are pressed on every side. This is Apostle Paul preaching, writing to the Corinthians. We are pressed on every side. How many people can feel a bit of pressure on, I don't know how many sides there can possibly be. (laughs) It's round the side. But with diamonds, diamonds got money anyway. It says we're pressed on every side, yet not straightened or not discouraged. We're perplexed. 
you could use a three-letter acumen in that one in today's language. It'd be, I don't know if you've had a W2F moment. It's like, what the flip? <laughs> That's what perplex means. I thought, what? But yet, we're not under despair. We're pursued, but not yet forsaken. We're smitten down, but we're not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body the, the dying of Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus Christ may be manifest in our body, or the glory would be manifest in our body. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. Uh, and also the life, and for we who live are always delivered unto death for Jesus Christ's sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifest. Somebody say manifest. That the life or the resurrection power of Jesus Christ may be manifest in our flesh. So then, death works in us, but life works in you. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. Not because the devil, God is a mean God. He gets pleasure out of putting you through. Th- no, 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 no. It's not that he doesn't believe in you. No, he does believe in you. But there is a reason why that last line there, it says that death works in us so that life would work in you. That life he's talking about is the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. There is a reason. I don't know about you, but um, I, I mean, I, I love, well, many people around the world love, uh, I refer back to my dad, love the ministry on his life. I mean, the impact or the fruit of his ministry has resurrected the hearts and lives and the relationships of so many people. Yet, to get to that point of resurrection life working in other people, you have to go through hell. You don't get to that point of having that resurrection power working in, some people, in the people's lives around you without going through something. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going. There's a reason why you may have had a marriage bust up. You know, I want to encourage you, God may be far, you may feel like God is far from your marriage, but the fact that you're working through something, the fact that something has arisen, there is a greater purpose in that because out of that will be something that will bring life into somebody else. There is a, a resurrection power that works in us, but when, we, when it's working in us, it doesn't always feel like it's working in us. See, the resurrection or the, 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 the dying or the, or the picking up our cross, all that Christian terminology, is the working and the breaking of God's Holy Spirit in and through our lives, not just for our own sake, but that the manifest presence, the life of Christ may be, birthed in other people around us. That is the reason why. See, for me, and going through what I go through, the reason I go through, the reason, it's not because that God hates me. Sometimes it feels like that. But the fact is, I know that God is working inside of me. He's doing something inside of my heart so that life would arise inside of you. In other words, there are things inside of you There are giftings, there are dreams, there are things that God has for you. There are passions, there are desires that you don't even know about. Interesting, he says here, that the death that I'm going through translate to resurrection power inside of you. Let me unpack this a little bit further. By virtue of our relationship, by virtue of relationship, You have accessed through my pain into dreams, into opportunities, to desires, to gifts, to things that you haven't even thought about yet. Your life will come alive as a result of me going through suffering. Let me understand, take this a little bit further. When there's death, when I'm going through situations, where you go through situations, within the midst of that, There is always a plan and a purpose of God so that other people may live. 
so that other people who may have the resurrection, may, that other people may have the resurrection power of life, God inside of their lives. I can tell you today we're in a world that no doubt needs to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. In other words, he says, by virtue of your relationship with me, you have access, I'm paying the price, but you have access to things that are inside of me by virtue of relationship. Just in the sake of time, I'm just gonna move through it. But it says here, there are things that will be discovered in you simply by your relationship with me. So that's how the kingdom operates. Kingdom operates just not by random. The kingdom operates by covenant relationship. In other words, he puts you together covenantally with people, with me, with this church, with people that are around you. Not because it's just a good idea, but there is something that God wants to work in you and through you to touch other people around you. There is a grace that will come upon your life. You look at our young people that there is a grace that will come upon their life, not just because of the fact that they love Jesus, but also because of the fact that they are relationally and covenantally connected to me. So the suffering that I go through, the the working in my marriage, the working in my heart, the working through the issues of, of pain and fear in my life will translate into resurrection power into my young people. And every person who covenantally, see that's how it works. That's like, so superficial relationships in the kingdom of God never really produce the fruit and the authority. It won't happen. It's fantasy, fantasy, fantasy thinking. What you are going through now has the power to transform into an authority in your life. A lot of people know a lot of things about God. They know a lot of things about the Spirit. They know a lot about things about the glory. But when you go through something, when you allow Christ to work in your life, when you allow Christ to work in your marriage, to work in the difficult situations inside of your life, it produces an authority that can be felt around your life. Authority is different from a skill. Authority is different from a gift. A skill can be learned, but authority is developed in your life. There's a lot of Christians know a lot of things about the Bible, but got zero authority. Authority comes by allowing your heart and allowing your life to be shaped. Authority comes by staying in covenantal authority and covenantal relationship. The power to transform into an authority is in your life that causes life in somebody else. That is what's called impartation. Impartation is not just a magical thing that I pray for you and impart something to you. No, it can be a very spiritually religious kind of idea. But there's a power in there. Impartation comes when we align ourselves under covenantal relationship. And that we receive from the people that God has placed in and over our lives. That's what authority's for. It's not there to use you to do something. It's not, that, not about that. It's about that something inside of me will be not just replicated, but multiplied inside of you. So by the relationship with my father, it's not just so I can receive blessings, but it's what has been forged in his life. When I position myself in covenantal authority and covenantal relationship, that what everything or the pain that he has gone through, or my mom and different ones here, all what they have gone through will translate into an authority which is then available for me and then available for next generations. That is why when you go through things, we have a, a, one of two responses. We can either uh, get all offended and, and, and withdraw, or we can ask ourselves, Holy Ghost, what are you wanting to do inside of me? Lord, I'm just willing to do what it takes to allow my life to be forged because the world around me needs to be resurrected. There are lives that need to be resurrected. There are bodies that need to be resurrected. There are hearts that need to be resurrected. That is why we do what we do. That is the nature of who we are as a church. It is not just about getting lots of people to the church. No, it is about that the resurrection power would work inside of us through the crucifixion and the laying down of our life. 
that the resurrection power would be multiplied through our lives to touch the nations of the world. That's what it's about. I'd much rather have five people here that can replicate the resurrection life of power of Jesus Christ than a thousand that come and sit down here and do nothing. That is impartation. Legacy, the word legacy has two words. There's two Hebrew words that define the word legacy. I'm just going to unpack this a little bit for you. One is what's called nachala, which means a river or to flow like a river. It's often used in the context of inheritance. When you think about a river, a river flows where the easiest path is. A river is lazy, it just flows. You can receive just by the fact that you are just in line. In other words, you can receive a financial inheritance not just because you've done anything super fantastic. It's just that your daddy worked well and he's died, he ain't got any more and the, the world left to enjoy it. You nothing you've done to deserve it. It's just, it's there. It's a river. It's just that you are in line. Spiritual authority and spiritual legacy is in a very, works in a very similar way or, or, or the supernatural grace, resurrection power operates in a very different, similar way. You can be in line to receive something, but yet not receive it. When you come into the house, when you come in to this place, you are in line to receive it. Does not necessarily mean that you will receive it. It just simply means that you are in line. By the fact of showing up, by the fact of you being here, gives you, puts you in a position where you have access to something that has been forged for for many years. Are you following me this morning? There is a power that is unique to this. There's a grace that's unique to this church. And it resurrects lives around the world. Coming here, you can receive the benefits of it. But it's one thing to receive the benefit. The other word is Yerusha, which means to take possession of it. In other words, it's one thing to be in line to receive it. It's another thing then to take possession of it. For some people, they are in line for it, but they never have taken the steps. To take possession of something means that you have to go through something. It means that you, it takes a, an affirmative action in order for you to receive it. The way that comes about is by working through things, allowing your heart and your life to be shaped, allowing your life to be spoken, not just by sovereignly by God, but it's allowing people to get into your heart and to shape your character. What's going on in your workplace right now, it's not just a random thing. It's actually God trying to speak into your life to shape you, to build authority in you. You may be gifted, but you lack authority. So God puts you underneath a boss. They can speak into your life. They can shape your character. They can surface the stuff inside of you that needs to be surfaced. Why? Not because he hates you, because he's got a great plan for you, but he needs to shape you and mold you a little bit so that resurrection power can be forged in you and so that other people may live. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, again, Paul is talking to Timothy, somebody that's in line to receive what's on his life. This time, Paul's already gone through, he's going through all sorts of trials and tribulations. But yet, in all of that, in everything that Paul was going through, he thought, must have thought, oh, going, receiving Jesus Christ will be the wonderful thing and I'll just walk in continuous prosperity and peace and joy and harmony. No. Yes for a little bit, but no. Yeah, no, nah, it's not going to work that way. <laughs> because there's a greater plan for his life. And just in the same way for Paul's life, there's a greater plan for your life as well. And it's not just about coming to church and singing clappy songs. No, there's something much more inherently powerful in that. You listen to what Tim, Paul says to Timothy. He says, the, the faith that you received from your mother and your grandmother. Somebody say Faith. The faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, and Lois, and your mother, Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also. In other words, what he's saying here, he said there is a river that's flowing through your family. There's a river of faith flowing through your family, but it's the next line that caught my attention. 
but the gift you have received from me. In other words, there is something that was in Timothy's life that he was received because he was the son of, because he was in the family. There was a faith that he was there, but there was something much more powerful that God had for his life. See, Timothy was a young man about 19 years of age, and he passed in a large church at that time of up to, they reckon, about 19,000 people. Because there was something that God had for Timothy, and Timothy was going through some stuff as well. And you can see why, and you can see what he was going through and why he was going through it. Interesting, he says, so the faith that you received from your mother and your grandmother, but the gift has been received from me. In other words, there is something that you can receive just by nature of being here, but there is something else that you receive inside of your life that is only by virtue of covenant relationship that you get. And that gift upon your life has the power to resurrect other people's lives. It's not just the faith. You can be in faith and still not do anything with it. You can be in faith and not let it touch anybody. I can be in faith and live on a yacht and not touch anyone but still be in faith. I can be in faith and sit in the church but not yet, it's not gonna help anybody. It's the gift of God upon my life the gift of God upon us as a church, that when activated has the power to bring transformation. And that comes by covenant relationship. Here, let, me, let, me say, let me tell you this. This is one of the things I started to pray. I thank you, Lord, for the people that you put in my life. I thank you, Lord, that you say in your word that whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. In other words, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna strategically align myself with people that have been placed inside of my life. And this is one of the things I've started to do, is simply this, because there's a reason why I believe that God has placed certain people in my life at this time. One, there are people in this church, God has placed them here because there's a grace that wants to be multiplied of healing the heart. There are plenty of hearts need healing. There's another grace. When Apostle Patty came, one of my responses, my first response to her was this. I receive you as, a, as an apostle into my life. I receive you into this place. I honor you. And as a result of doing that, and as a result of putting myself into covenant relationship, I've received, the church has received, and Kate's received a blessing, a gift upon the life that has come out of relationship. When Apostle Tamarit came, I, pray, I received him as a prophet. I started to, and it's one of the things I started to do is I started to step out and believe for details and prophetic words, and I have started to do that. It's a gift that evolves not just because you're good, but because of covenant relationship that you place yourself into. The gift you have received from me, but you have to take possession of it. Many people could sit in the church or sit under ministries for 100 years and benefit, be a beneficiary of the faith and be a blessed, beneficiary of the overflow, but not take possession of the, of, the, of the gift that's been passed. Because what happens is when a gift comes down, instead of just being, instead of being just the beneficiary of it, and it's my job to receive the blessing of it, but then also to add to it so that the next generation will benefit not from my grandfather's uh, trials and, and, and successes, not just from my mum and my dad's, not just from my own, but as it starts to move forward, it starts to snowball. And the influence, the impact of what's been passed down gets better and bigger and bigger as opposed to somebody just selling up and cashing up daddy's farm. I don't want to be in a church that just, just people just want to be receiving of the benefit. No, 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 no. We're not going to have a church just of beneficiaries. We're going to have a church of people that both receive and add to and then pass on. That is the way we will bring resurrection life into our people. So when I activate the gift with authority, that resurrection power touches those around me, causing life in them. Interesting, it's a very similar way to how grace flows. Listen to this, I'm just going to conclude shortly. In the same way that grace flows, so also fear and offense flow. Interesting. There's a thought I felt I dropped in my heart this morning. Fear finds its way to the gift inside of your life. That is why Paul said, in, in, the, in the context of stirring up the gift, 
He also talks about fear. Why? Because people, sometimes you may not know directly what your gift is because it hasn't been evident just yet. However, where you are afraid in your life, where there are places of fear in your life, could it possibly be that the place that fear finds its way to is the very place where your gifting lies? Hmm. Oh. The places in my heart that I struggle and fear. So the enemy tries to sabotage the gift before it comes alive. And he does it by fear. Fear is not random. The strategy of the devil is fear. Because if he can shut the gift down with fear before it's even arisen, he's shut down perpetuating, resurrecting power that's available for other people. The gift that God has placed inside of you is not just for you. It's to bring resurrection power into the people around you. So let me ask you this. Where is fear shutting the gift down? Where is fear shutting the gift down? Gifted to speak, gifted to make money, gifted to prophesy, gifted to hospitality, gifted for miracles, gifted for grace, gifted for healing, gifted to love, gifted to bring hope. But I got hurt and I'm afraid. See, fear will shut the gift down. I wonder what part of your life has been shut down because you've given fear to. Offense. So fear finds it's like grace and mercy flows to the cracks in our life. Like he just said that we are like earthen vessels and when there's the glory of God, the glory shines through the cracks. In that same way, Fear will find, its way, will find its way to the gifting in our life. Another one is this, that offense will find its way to the relationships that God has designed for us. People can be gifted, but miss that actually their gifting is also attached to the people that God connected you with. Hello? <laughs> Offense will bring people out of covenant relationship. At the start or the seed of offense, that's how, that's how resurrection power works. It works through a number of things, but gifting is one, but also relationship is a big one. And that if he can bring people out of covenant relationship, even with a seed of offense, their gifting will eventually shut down. They'll come out of covenant relationship and they'll be wandering in the desert again. They may look happy, but they're not. I can tell you, I can assure you right now, I've had people come and the offense that was in their heart has taken them out. They're doing some nice things, but actually little bit by little bit, they'll wander back. Or the cycle will keep on going around. So for me, one of the things I want to do for my own heart is be careful that I don't allow offense, especially with the people that God has placed me in relationship with. I won't allow offense to get inside of that. Why? Because as soon as I allow offense to get in there, the grace will stop flowing or there'll be a hindrance. That's what an offense means. It's in a block. There'll be a, there'll be a stopping of the flow. Hello? when this fear starts to get in my heart, it will shut the gift down. You will find yourself at many places hard-pressed, perplexed. My encouragement is this. Let us not withdraw. Let us not allow offense or fear in our relationships. Let's not allow offense to get in between us. If God is working in your heart, or if there are things going on inside of you right now, if you have lost your job, if your, bo if your boss is being a meanie, <laughs> if your boss is trying to correct you, doing stuff in your life, don't withdraw or take offense because it might just well be that God brings certain people in your life at certain times because he knows what needs to be take happen inside of your life. I for me know that there's people that God has strategically placed in my life right now. Why? 
because He knows that there are needs inside of my life. He knows that there are things inside of my character, inside of my heart that need to be shaped, nurtured, pulled out, cultivated, whatever word you want to put on there. And God knows just the people to put inside in front of me. I know that the people He's placed in my life are there for a reason, to help bring boldness into my life. Because friends, I've struggled with fear. I struggle with fear of rejection. There are times where you will never, ever know how much I'm feeling afraid. Why? Not that I bottle it all up or anything like that. Because God is working inside of me. And if I let the fear manifest, it'll shut everything else down. It would shut the resurrection life down inside of you. Mm. It's not that I don't deny it or anything like that I know it's very real (laughs) there are times when I I don't feel confident to speak you won't know that there are times when I'm depressed you won't know that other people will but you won't why? it's because I don't want that to manifest out in my life and pollute you what I'm wanting as I know that in my fear and in my distress and in my perplexities, that God is still working inside of my life. What really matters is will that translate into resurrection power that works in you? That's where authority is built. I wonder what God is wanting to do inside of your life. God has brought you into this church not by random course of events. No, not one bit. He has brought you here. He has brought us together because He knows there's something on my life. He knows that there's something of the river that's in this house that He wants to translate into your life so that you turn can bring resurrection power into the world around us and the world around you. I want to encourage you. Our world needs Resurrection power today, more than anything else. That's why I believe possibly government have reached out and say, what answers have you got? It's at that point where I sit down with the lady and say, well, you know, I've got a bunch of people here. They have worked through some stuff. They have walked through some battles. I didn't tell her that, but this is all going on inside of my mind. What she didn't know was the people that I know that have allowed God to shape their heart, that they could have quit, they could have run away, but they didn't. They stayed the course and allowed God to work inside of their heart. They allowed the truth of God's Word, even though they didn't understand it at times, to work inside of their heart. And now they've got some authority on side of their life. Now they've got something that can translate to resurrection power into people that need it the most. I pray for us as a church today that wherever you're struggling with fear, wherever you are struggling with an offense, don't let it shut the gift down. If you're going through stuff right now, if you are going through things that you feel like you're pressed on every side or just one side, it doesn't really matter. Wherever you are feeling pressed, wherever you are feeling an upheaval, wherever you are feeling angry, wherever you are feeling upset, whenever you are feeling like running, whenever you are feeling that something is, uh, I just want to quit and run away and go to a happy place. (laughs) If you're in that place, by golly, I want to encourage you. It's the Holy Spirit working inside inside of your life. You may have a skill, you may have a talent, but it's the fact of working through the process that will give you an authority. And when you have authority, you don't need to shout about it on Facebook. People that I know that have got authority is this. I only just have to be in their presence and I feel the gift. I feel on what's on their life arise inside of me. They don't have to say a single word. They just have to look at me. I don't don't know about you, but around Peter and Sandy, I just don't have to say anything. I'm just there and I kind of feel healed. <laughs> I get around Apostle Tamarit and I'm thinking, 
Oh, oh, you don't even need to say anything. And I feel like I can prophesy and see growth and numbers and miracles like that. There are other men and women of God around this nation that I'm starting to connect with. They don't even need to say anything. But me being in their presence, I feel something inside of me arise. That's authority. And all of them have had to work through stuff. We can do this. Why don't you just stand to your feet? Father, we thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your resurrection power in our lives in this church and your uh, working in our midst today. Lord, I pray for your people today. Lord, I thank you for the gift. I thank you today for the legacy that you have for every one of us today to walk into. Lord, I pray right now, Father, for those that are struggling. I pray for those that are facing challenges. I pray right now, Lord, that you would cause them to lift up their eyes. Lord, I thank you today for the great call that you have over their lives. I thank you today, Father, for the task, for the, for the power that you want to manifest through in their lives. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that your presence would move upon this place. Holy Spirit, that your presence would move upon every heart here today in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the gift and the call that you have over our lives today to bring transformation and resurrection power into our nation. I pray today, Holy Ghost, that you breathe upon every life in this place in Jesus' name. Lord, let the gift that has been uh, uh, in this house, let the gift that's on people's lives today be released afresh today in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would breathe like a fan over the gift on our lives, that you would breathe on a, like a fan over the, over the gifts of individuals, over the gift of us as a church. Holy Ghost, breathe in your power in the name of Jesus. Breathe, Holy Spirit. Come on, if you are believing right now for a fresh touch, if you are believing right now for an activation of the gift of God. Why don't you get out of your seat and come up to the front and respond today. Come on. There are, there are apostles here. There are business people here. There are mamas. There are people of all ages. You've stepped back. I want you to come to the front and say, Lord, let the gift be manifest in my life again. Come on, worship him. Come on, let's make a noise. Come on, there's a resurrection power inside of you. Come on, let's worship Him. Even if you didn't come forward, it's okay. Just lift your hands. There's a unique gift inside of you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. Whatever you are experiencing right now, Turn it into like a not very spiritual analogy, but like a sausage machine. <laughs> Put that stuff inside of your life, squash it together, and out come sausages. Whatever junk that's going, whatever challenges that you're experiencing, Put it through that faith machine inside of your life today and let resurrection power come out the other side. Father, I thank you today for every person here. I thank you for the unique gift that you've placed on us as a church. Thank you for the unique giftings that you've placed inside of every person here. 
the gifting of fatherhood, the gifting of hospitality, the gifting of faith, the gifting of joy, the gifting of hope, the gifting of hospitality, the gifting of miracles, the gifting of prophetic words, the gifting of preaching, the gifting of healing, the gifting of finance, the gifting of creative giftings. I thank you, Lord, Father, for the giftings that are inside of every person here today. In the name of Jesus, I call them forth. I speak to every spirit of fear and intimidation. Command you to be gone today in the name of Jesus. I speak to every offense in the name of Jesus. Be healed today and be made whole in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, all God's people said, come and let's honor Jesus one more time with a shout of praise. Let's go and do what we're called to do. Bring that resurrection of power that works inside of us, through us, to the people around us. Amen. God bless you. Love you so very, very much. More than you can ever imagine.